What's going on, family? Happy Monday. Welcome to another edition of The Faction. I hope you guys are doing well. It is so good to rock with you again. Hey, it's been a busy week, but you know what? I love the fact that we get to come together and talk about the amazing world of pro wrestling. And there is always plenty going on. So first, a big shout out to all of you who follow us here on The Faction, whether that is on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show, or if you're following us here on our podcast where you're subscribed, thank you so much. These moments, these times together, really do mean the world. I do not take that for granted. So much is happening and it's such an exciting time right now. And so, yeah, there's lots to talk about. A lot happens in a given week. This week, I am planning on getting us some more content so we don't have to wait a solid week. I've got some things planned as we're delving into Black History Month and the like. But with that said, let's dive right in because there's a lot going on. Before we dive in, I do want to remind you of a couple of things so that I don't forget by the end of the show, which is firstly, there are lots of places you can catch me these days. So if you don't just catch me here on The Faction, which I appreciate you doing. Matter of fact, make sure you're doing that. But if you get a chance, you can catch me in some other spaces. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'm part of a show called WWT Live, Women's Wrestling Talk Live, where we're literally talking about the latest and greatest in pro wrestling on a live show. If you follow the YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter channels of Women's Wrestling Talk, you'll be able to to check that out and get the notifications there. Every Tuesday, you can check me as part of a show called Wrestle Extra. We made the announcement a couple of weeks ago, and it's so exciting, where I get to hang out with my UK brothers, A Dazzle from Black Wrestling Alliance and Mex from WrestleManiac UK. Two amazing content creators who are very focused on the state of black wrestling in our world. So we have amazing conversations about that. That airs live every Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. British Standard Time, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And feel free to convert that to whatever time zone you are in. And then, of course, you can check out the things we're doing on Southern Honor Wrestling on IWTV. We've got a big show coming this Friday night. Also, All Things Battle Slam. You can find that on Fight TV. Championship District Wrestling's on YouTube. And All Things Nightmare Factory you can check out on YouTube as well. Student Showcase 8 is there now. We're doing commentary for that. Great things. Now that we have all of that out of the way... Let's get into a lot of things that happened in the world of pro wrestling in the last week. Let's start with the story that everybody's talking about. What's next with the bloodline? Coming out of the Royal Rumble, we saw a sheer implosion of all things connected to the bloodline. Sami Zayn seemingly, and I put that in air quotes, turns on Roman Reigns, though we probably need to have an entire conversation about that, and I think I'll do that here in just a little bit. Jay Uso walks out, Kevin Owens gets attacked. We hadn't heard from them for most of the week. We find out that Roman Reigns will be on SmackDown this past Friday, so we all were wondering what would happen. Well, a couple of things happened. Firstly, during the week, we saw Jay Uso put up a post, it seemed to be his only post of the week, where he was saying, I'm out. That's literally what he said, meaning that perhaps he is removing himself from the bloodline. 
He did not show up Friday night. If you follow him on Instagram in his stories, it was clear where he was Friday night as he posted a story of him driving through a city. Well, that was the skyline and city of Atlanta. I've taken that drive many, many times. So I know that very, very well. So what was Jay Uso doing in Atlanta while the rest of the bloodline was in Greenville, South Carolina? Who knows? What we do know is he did not obviously show up at SmackDown Friday night. Now, we also hadn't heard from Sami Zayn, save a tweet that literally put all of his photos and things like that surrounding the bloodline out in the trash. So we're all stuck on what's happening here. So as we get into SmackDown, Roman Reigns addresses the crowd at the end. He goes to talk about Sami Zayn. Then some hooded figure comes into the ring and attacks Roman Reigns. Now, given the state of the wrestling world, it could have been anybody. It could have been a fan because for some reason, fans are able to make their way from the crowd into the ring without ever being caught. So was it a fan? Who was it? Well, we would see from under the black hood that it was Sami Zayn and the place went bananas. Sami goes in on Roman Roman then responds, but then Sammy gets a spear in, an amazing moment. Sammy says, hey, you know, when I was in the bloodline, I didn't want anything from you, but now I want something from you, and what I want is the world championship. From there, he gets attacked by Jimmy Uso, and he gets attacked by Solo Sokoa. No one comes to help him. We find out from Roman, yes, I will accept your challenge. You took my family away from me. Now I'm going to take your family away from you in your hometown of Montreal. So we know for sure that it's Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn for the Universal Championship at the Elimination Chamber. Now, I told you guys this would be the move. A lot of people were waiting for the WrestleMania match. No, I think this is the move for a lot of reasons. This can go in a lot of directions. It could certainly go in the direction of Roman getting a win over Sami Zayn and them seemingly putting this to bed to make room for Cody at WrestleMania. But I think what we're seeing right now is the kind of groundswell that we saw with Daniel Bryan. It's it's the kind of groundswell that we saw with Kofi Kingston. And here's just something interesting. The groundswell we saw for Daniel Bryan happened 2013 into 2014. The groundswell that we saw for Kofi Kingston happened 2018 to 2019. It's about a five-year span when this kind of thing happens. And so here we are in year four and it's happening again. So this isn't something that happens every year, but when it happens, you have to put your finger up and acknowledge it. And so everybody's asking, hey, will Triple H pull the trigger and put Sami Zayn in a WrestleMania match against Roman Reigns? So there's this news out there that Dave Meltzer says that Triple H does not believe that Sami Zayn is the guy and could be a world champion and carry the company. Well, to that I say, have we not learned to stop listening to Dave Meltzer, folks? No offense, no shade, but there have been numerous situations where Dave Meltzer's reporting has proven to be 
faulty. And who exactly did Dave Meltzer hear from that said Triple H said it? Did he hear it from Triple H himself? Did he hear it from a source inside of the WWE? Who knows? And to that end, I say this. I just happened to go back in preparation for NXT Vengeance Day, which we'll be talking about in a little bit. I went back and in preparation for that, I was watching a number of NXT takeovers and I watched NXT TakeOver Dallas. That was the takeover where American Alpha defeated the Revival, now known as FTR for the NXT tag titles. And it just made me go, why did they ever break up American Alpha? What an amazing tag team. And literally, Chad Gable looks like a completely different person from then until now. A lot of other amazing things happened that night where Asuka defeated Bailey to become the NXT Women's Champion. She would go on to hold that title for over 500 days before relinquishing it. But that night also featured the debut of Shinsuke Nakamura. And who was his opponent? Sammy Zayn and that raucous crowd in Dallas, Texas, two nights before WrestleMania went absolutely ballistic. They went ape over Sammy Zayn. Sammy Zayn was called the heart and soul of NXT. Sammy Zayn was given a hero send off as that was his final NXT match. And as I watched that, I compared that to what Dave Meltzer said, and I'm like, no, I don't believe it. Because if you believe he can carry NXT, you believe he can carry WWE. Triple H is over NXT at that point. Triple H is over WWE now. So I don't pay attention and put stock in what Dave Meltzer says. I'm interested to see how all of this is going to play out because, again, we've got two specific names that had a meteoric rise to WrestleMania that was completely unplanned. And I think this is going to be an amazing moment. Let's make sure we watch this whole thing because I think this could turn out a number of ways. Could it turn out, many are speculating that Jey Uso returns at the Elimination Chamber and costs Sami Zayn the title. I think it could be a space where Jey Uso comes back to actually cost Roman the championship. And then we could have a sighting of The Rock. All of those things could happen. Who knows? But I do know this. I think WWE will somehow take full advantage of being in Montreal. Do we get Montreal Screwjob 2? I don't think so. I think we get a moment that absolutely blows us away. Now, what that moment is, is still to be determined, but we will absolutely be watching the Elimination Chamber on Saturday, February the 18th, which, by the way, happens to be the same night as Battle in the Valley from New Japan Pro Wrestling, which sees the debut of Mercedes Monet. Interesting. Now, there is probably about an hour overlap as that show from New Japan begins at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, while the Elimination Chamber begins at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. But there will be an overlap. Will they make this mercedes Monet match the main event so people can switch over or not? I don't know. Time will certainly tell. But that's going to be really, really exciting. I mentioned The Rock. And so there was a lot of question in terms of whether or not The Rock will make his return to WWE 
at WrestleMania. And because many did not see him at the Royal Rumble and because it's being said that perhaps he's not quote unquote ring ready, then maybe The Rock won't show up at WrestleMania. Well, we did get a Rock sighting and of all places last night at the Grammy Awards and at the Grammy Awards, The Rock was kind of everywhere. He was involved in the opening segment where it was announced that apparently Adele had a superstar she always wanted to meet and never had, and that was Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson considered Adele one of his favorite singers, and all of a sudden, boom, the stars collide, the planets converge, and these two mega powers end up meeting, hugging each other, and then later on in the show, The Rock would end up presenting the best pop solo performance award at the Grammys to, in his words, his, quote, new best friend, Adele. I love that, right? And so in loving that and seeing The Rock in the front row shouting out Jay-Z, seeing Jay-Z in love with The Rock, it's got us asking some real questions. Is The Rock actually done with WWE. Now, what do I mean by done? I mean done done as in no longer involved in in-ring competition. Let's remember a few things. Let's remember it was 2002 when The Rock lost the WWE Championship at SummerSlam to Brock Lesnar. He would then go away to make some movies. He'd come back as Hollywood Rock right around February or so, the No Way Out pay-per-view, where he would take on Hulk Hogan in a rematch of their WrestleMania 18 Classic. Then, of course, he would have that match in 2003 at WrestleMania, where he would end up coming back to team with Mick Foley, like we saw that kind of stuff. But then The Rock would go away. And so many have forgotten that in 2023, it's a legit 20 years since we've seen The Rock regularly in ring in WWE. That means there are actually people who live on this earth that know Dwayne Johnson only as an actor and not as a pro wrestler. He spent more time, folks, in Hollywood. Dare I say he spent twice the amount of time in Hollywood, almost three times the amount of time in Hollywood that he actually spent in the WWE. So he may not be ring ready. No, I think he's physically ring ready. I don't know that he's ring wanting right now. If you're hobnobbing with Jay-Z and Adele and Beyonce and all of these people, do you really want to come back to the WWE? Do you have to come back? Obviously, have to is a no. He does not have to come back to WWE. So maybe we need to divorce ourselves from the thought of a return of The Rock at all. Now, Rock will always be connected to the world of pro wrestling. His show, Young Rock, is really all about the older days of pro wrestling and his formative years. And it's always working out as a win-win. A big show on NBC, WWE is connected. It's giving a lot of people opportunities to get work, et cetera, et cetera. But that match about Roman Reigns and The Rock, may or may not be a reality. I won't completely throw the idea away because I think Elimination Chamber is an opportunity for him to randomly show up. But with that said, I'm also preparing myself for a WrestleMania without The Rock. And I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing as there's enough going on in the WWE to make this a formidable WrestleMania without the presence of 
The Rock. Okay, so there are a few other items we need to talk about, and we're going to do that after this break. I got a lot left in the time. What's up, guys? This is Mark here in the World's Strongest Man, and you're tuned in to The Faction. I've known Dylan since he was 15. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. So what are you doing? Well, you know, I gotta plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm going to start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient, and I announced that we were going to start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content. But then I started to see all the things that he was doing. It was starting to look really professional. Gary had stirred up so much shit. We were gonna be the laughing stock of the entire city if we didn't deliver. Perception's reality. How did we get on Southern Honor? What was the process of them walking over there like, I'm gonna do that? I thought, honestly, he was dead. You hear his brain swelling. I literally thought Southern Honor was probably done. You always told me, if you don't like an idea, come up with a better idea. You're telling me you won't listen to the idea? And we're gonna pack 1,000 people! I couldn't wait for an answer from Chris. We weren't sure. No confirmation. Hey, is taking How about that? Oh. The lights are going out here. The first indie show I've ever done in 23 years was with Southern Honor, and now everyone's talking about this company. Nothing bigger than that's ever gonna happen here. A few minutes later, it was extremely hard to maintain relationships because I was working with Gary. I don't know that they would go to war for me. They would go to war for Dylan. Finally, this year is going to be mine. COVID. I can honestly say my last match will be here just because Southern Honor is that special to me. So many things that have happened in my life that you could write on paper and it would read as a book. And Southern Honor is just another chapter. As long as there's a win and there's a you, there will always be a S-H-W. This is a total package Lex Luger and you are turned into the Faction. Okay, I'm going to try to move through some of these items as we've been rocking here for a little bit, and I hope you guys are good with it. There's some other big ticket news items that I want to make sure we talk about. First of all, as I mentioned before the break, having to get used to the idea of being without The Rock in WWE, there's another person that we likely have to come to grips with, the fact that they may not ever come back to the WWE, or at least no time soon. And that would be the artist formerly known as Naomi. Yeah, what do I mean by the artist formerly known as Naomi? I mean just that. Trinity Fatu made a major change last night on her Instagram and Twitter bio. And that change happens to be this, that she is quote unquote just Trinity. She is no longer known as Naomi. And this has given a sign to people that, quite frankly, I'm not sure that they want to receive. Could it be that Trinity Fatu is done with the WWE and maybe done with wrestling in general? I did mention that 
her not showing up at the Royal Rumble was a massive statement and that we should likely get used to the idea that perhaps Trinity won't be back in the WWE. It is a very real possibility that she may not return. She's having such great success as a model. And we also don't know what terms they did or did not agree with in WWE. So I know it sounds like a tough pill to swallow, but we may be done with Naomi in WWE. With that said, another piece of news before we get to NXT Vengeance Day, and that is we lost a legend this week, that being Leaping Lanny Poffo, also known to many as the genius. He passed away at age 68 after a battle with congestive heart failure. Now, the announcement came out by way of Hacksaw Jim Duggan, who made the announcement on Instagram and on Twitter. Lanny Poffo joined the WWE in 1985, where he was known as Leaping Lanny Poffo. He then would undergo a persona change to become the genius Lanny Poffo, where he would wrestle, but then also manage Mr. Perfect. His poems, his frisbee throws were something that were special. And in an era where the WWE was looking to change its ideal demographics and take pro wrestling from armories and bingo halls to the bright lights of the mainstream consciousness having a poet laureate was a way to do that we've not seen poetry like that in the wwe or in pro wrestling before or since now we've had some freestyle rappers but we've not had anyone choose to do poetry leaping lanny poffo aka the genius was the blood brother of the macho man randy savage and ended up being a great spokesperson for savage after savage passed away he also was involved in a brief commentary stint in ring of honor alongside ian riccoboni and caprice coleman our thoughts and prayers are with the family and friends of leaping lanny poffo also known as the genius all right, before we wrap up, we want to talk about NXT Vengeance Day. And in fact, I'm thinking to myself, it might be a smarter move to just dedicate an entire separate episode to all things NXT Vengeance Day. So I think that's what we'll do. I think that's a smart move. I don't want to rush the conversation about Vengeance Day because I feel like Vengeance Day was a very important move for NXT and I'll certainly explain why in what looks like we're gonna drop another double episode. I hope you enjoyed our double episode from last week as we talked about the Royal Rumble, had to break it into two episodes because it was pretty amazing and I enjoyed that. So with that said, before we get out of here, I think this is a great time to have a conversation about some big news coming out of the WWE regarding its 2022 earnings so with all of this talk about a potential sale for wwe and that talk has somewhat died down because of all of their amazing in-ring content the fourth quarter results were presented last week and uh, some really intriguing highlights so first and foremost revenue for wwe in the fourth quarter was get this 325.3 
million dollars. That is an increase of 5%, which is crazy. During the fourth quarter, Crown Jewel took place. That's where we saw Roman Reigns take on Logan Paul in the main event. Crown Jewel was the most viewed international event in WWE history, and domestic unique viewership on Peacock increased 70% versus that event last year. That's crazy. Here's another crazy thought. Each WWE domestic premium live event in the fourth quarter, which included Extreme Rules and the Survivor Series was the most viewed event in its history with year-over-year increases of 36% and 46% respectively in domestic unique viewership. What does that mean? That means 36% more people viewed Extreme Rules this year compared to last year. And think about that. We had the debut of Bray Wyatt during Extreme Rules. And then Survivor Series was 46% over the 2021 Survivor Series, which then makes sense if you think about the idea that it was the main roster debut of war games so pretty impressive stuff there now to the royal rumble the royal rumble this year was the most viewed royal rumble in wwe history with a 52 percent year-over-year increase compared to last year's unique viewership it also generated the highest gate in royal rumble history and consider this revenue for 2022 increased to $1.3 billion, the highest revenue year in the history of WWE. And that's an 18% increase compared to 2021. What does all of this mean? This means that the WWE is in the best shape it's ever been in financially. Add to that that we're seeing some of the highest gates we've ever seen, the biggest audiences in attendance we've ever seen, WWE is on the upswing right now. And so who would have thought that this would be the conversation going into 2023? Yeah, it's wild. But congratulations to the entire crew there. All right. In our next episode, we'll spend some time talking all about NXT Vengeance Day, the first premium live event for NXT outside of Orlando in nearly three years. Remember, you can get some great merch right now over at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Bonnerfied where you can get the t-shirts Bet On You and Five Seconds of Courage. You definitely want to make sure you're doing that. And if you're not already subscribed, subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you're tuning into us now. Until next time, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. I am Gerard Bonner, and this is the faction. Solid in my pink bones, here we go.